0: Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. I'm Professor Burgess. Uh, Professor Bussey is standing by as we go through another endeavor here to, to take this this unique podcast. We do a, a you know show Monday through Friday uh, that is uh, you know five hours long. Bubba and I are part of four hours of that. Uh, and you can find that by going to RickandBubba dot com. Uh, if you've just happened upon this podcast, but once a week we we try to interview people on on specific topics, carry on some conversation. It's original. It's original. It's it's it has no part of the regular show. And today we we actually are talking with a, with an old friend, Dr. Sean Brower, uh, educator, principal, and. You know, one bone in contention. He does coach soccer, uh, but uh, but you but, know what? He's real good at it. He, he really is, uh, and uh, and he's done a great job uh, as a coach. Uh, he has sons that have played. Just found out he's got a son that's now gone from is now become some lacrosse
1: player, which is an interesting story. Uh, but welcome to Rick and Bubba University. Well, hey, thank you. We're very honored to be on here, and particularly with you two guys. You know, both of you as a coach, having you two guys on campus. For an awful long time at uh, Briarwood, it's not quite the same. Walking up to a football game, not hearing you, Rick, and yes. and uh, and you know, tennis. Mo- most times, tennis kind of like this nice little uh, quiet <laughs> applause. But you made an event. Yeah, we tried, mean, to, mean, we it, tried to. We tried to. It was. Uh, <laughs> I mean I get I get texts from him hey today announce all the kids that best dress I'll give them 100 bucks best dress <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we, we'd have we'd have a uh, food and and radio blaring and and uh, best dress and I think
2: we had the only people that body painted for tennis I've ever seen yeah. so it was a lot of fun Well
0: you think about this though and you being a coach too and Thank you, and I'm sorry. Too. But, Let but me we, just say that. Well, we, all, all three of us, which is interesting, all three of us, and those of you who don't know this, what he's discussing is uh, he's an educator, and we were fortunate uh, that Bub and I had a total of four kids that uh, were under your leadership at Broward Christian College. And um, so uh, Christian, Christian, school. Christian School, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what they, our opponents call us, the Christian College. Uh, but anyway, We Christian, were getting ready for college. We were aggressive in our academics. academics, and why not put a great athletic program on the field yeah. too? But, but, the, but to the point – uh, all the little jokes about soccer and everything, but when I was asked to coach lacrosse, Bubba coached tennis and you coached soccer, life in the southeast outside of what we call the big three, you need to find ways to market your sport to an audience that may like it, but they just don't know they might like it. That's right. And so Bubba yeah. took to, the, to tennis and said, why don't we market it like we do football, like we do basketball, Let's like we do Let's have a little baseball. fun with it. Hey,
1: worked. they won championship after championship. Yeah.
0: So, that that was a, I thought that was a great idea, and, and I hope if you really think about the it. The marching
2: band we never pulled off, yeah. but we tried. You know, it was a whole other thing. We're going to get there. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. But
0: the, <laughs> but the, live, DJ, but the live DJ Oh, well, you got to make some noise, you yeah. know. Yeah. You had so, a little fun. I thought you did a fantastic job with that. Well, thank you. And you, y'all brought, and you brought a lot of hype. Uh, well, to, we were we
2: were very fortunate. Uh, Coach Mears did a great job and uh, glad to serve under him. And we had some really good kids and enjoyed getting to know those guys and You know, we always talked about athletics, uh, where it really plays in. It it just teaches you character and to, you know, perseverance, and and you hope that spills over into being a good student, a good employee, a good husband or wife, and ultimately a good warrior for the kingdom, because that's not going to be an easy path a lot of times. No, that's right. Uh,
0: But you've got a new book, and and, uh, you have written books before this, but... This is a topic that really resonates with the times that we're living in, and certainly some of the things that that we're doing here with the show. Uh, we, we are living in a time uh, where masculinity uh, needs to be design uh, needs to be defined correctly because there is a war on it, uh, and you talk about that in the book. and And, and the book is called "Stand to," and then the subtitle: "Finding Masculinity, uh, Finding Masculine Courage in a Stand Down World." Because um, you know. Uh, the ultimate example, as we say all the time, of how to be a man is, is when God became one. Uh, he, he did it perfectly. And I think sometimes uh, we're, we're told uh, that the, that masculinity in and of itself uh, is negative. Uh, and and, and to, to say that you are, are going to be masculine as a male is almost, um, now it's not very popular at all. Everything has been, and you talk about this in the book, has been uh, made effeminate. Everything has been feminized. It's, it's, it's more noble. Uh, to be, uh, you know, more feminine in your approach, and it's and it's it's evil to be masculine in the approach to anything. And, and of course, you you clearly lay out in the book that not only is that not biblical, it's not functional for any society. Mm-hmm. So, talk t- tell us first of all what what made you say the next book has got to be this?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, and I know you've done some writing. Um, uh, after my, my first book that I had written, We Became Men, which was really for uh, older teens, and, uh, uh, and now that group is, um, you know, late, late 20s, uh, going into 30s, and, and looking at those demographics as to uh, that group— very disappointed as to what that group is actually about today and we're seeing seeing a, just a, a, a overall a decline a stepping back instead of stepping towards uh really taking responsibility and ownership of what it means to be a man and i came across this term stand to jocko uh you probably seen read, read his book uh, extreme ownership navy seal and um this idea you know we've all heard the term stand down but the idea of soldiers, particularly World War II, and they heard you know the term stand to, the idea that, hey, be awake and alert before dawn on the trench fire step, your rifle loaded, you know must get fixed and and eyes ahead to to what's coming because there's a lot coming at us. And uh, and I've just found that uh, our our young men, we do a, do a fair job of in education, preparing kids for in, in a lot of ways, but where are we teaching our young men? to be, to actually what it means to be a, a godly man, a biblical man, and this idea of masculinity, which, uh, of course, the shadow side of the, the fall um, uh, attached to it is toxic masculinity, and we think it's, you know, it's, right. it, it's all bad. It's, you know, men are aggressive and, and uh, uh, overly, um, you know, too much testosterone. And, and, uh, but, but we can go to two places, that two places of perfection before the fall, where, where god says hey subdue the earth have dominion over it like like be a leader take control and then how do we do that of course adam messed it up we got to go to christ right with the perfect example yeah. of how he actually played that out of what does it mean to be uh, a true godly mask a masculine person he laid down his life he became obedient unto death he's definitely crossing and uh and so we think this bravado but it's it's how can how can i serve you how, how can it inconvenience my life to convenience your life and all the little thi- little and big things and uh and so really trying to lay uh lay that out in here that there's a lot of things that we can do that take courage um that i i don't see a lot of, a lot of courage for the for many of the right things
0: yeah and and I, you took on you, you said it but the book goes in much greater detail we sure don't have time to unpack the whole book that's why we want you to, to, to go get it but we've gotten to the point where the word masculine just it's, it, it defaults to toxic masculinity. Because you, you, don't, you don't skirt around in the book. There is a, a toxic masculinity uh, as a result of the fall, as you mentioned. But what we live in is, is a society that says, well, the word masculine in and of itself it's toxic. Right. There, there, there isn't a good version of masculinity, so it must mm-hmm. be eradicated from society.
2: Well, you see, the world just trying to do away with genders altogether. I mean, we're we're trying to push everybody to a gender genderless world, even in the names and uh, our pronouns, which is just really unthinkable. A few yeah. years ago, isn't it. yeah, that's right. so that's so right. your
0: son Josh um, also uh, is part of this project, which must be a thrill as a dad. Uh, and I know he's in seminary now. You're going to be a youth minister. How did that happen?
1: Yeah, so he actually in his uh uh senior integration project at college, uh he wrote on redefining biblical masculinity. And and I had actually had finished the book and and then I read his uh really kind of a this this uh, I don't know, it's a 40-, forty, forty-five page paper uh for his senior project, and I'm like, hey, that's really good. <laughs> we, we gotta include this. Right. And and it and so the last chapter, the first chapter in the book was the last one that we, we wrote, and we wrote it together, right. um, and and that whole chapter is is lifting lifting the hood, which before we can really start digging into to our lives, we got to be willing to, if you will, pull pull the car over and lift the hood and say, you know what, there might be something in here, like in here, in my heart, that I got to deal with, and, you know, as men, we don't like to do that. I mean, we'll drive... Forever down the road, we got we got lights flashing on our yeah. dashboard. We like, can oh, make it. We can make, know, make it. We, we, we can make it. And that, that <laughs> light, that must be a malfunction because that, that's not really real. And and, uh, and so, you know, th- this first part is really taking a hard look at, hey, what do, what do I have to learn? Uh, and I got to be willing to learn. I got to be willing to, to say, I, I, I got some growing that I got to be able to do here. And then ultimately, where he really takes and defines masculinity as, being found in the, the personal work of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, it's oversimplified a uh, statement, I know, but uh, for uh,
0: but I think it works. If you want to look at the perfect example of how to be a man, we say, well, how about when God became one? That's right. Uh, I mean, right. I I'm on, you I'm, really on, don't on, have to go any further than that. I'm going to guess that he yeah. got it right uh, since he was perfect. And so maybe that's the example to look at. And what we need to look at, and you talk about this in the book, is who Scripture really says that Jesus was not who maybe somebody else may try to tell you Jesus was or or, or or somebody wishes Jesus was but actually the way he was. That's right. And so when we come back uh, we'll we'll jump into some of that and, and more about the book with our guest Sean Brower, when Rick and Bubba University the podcast continues. All right, so Bubba we we've, we've got um, Express VPN. Now, we all get so concerned about uh, our data, who's got it, who's selling it, where's it going? Uh, are they following me? Are, are they looking what's going on? And you say, you know, I want my presence on the Internet to be invisible. It's really nobody's business. I want to be incognito, uh, and I don't want uh, anyone else to, to be in my business. Uh, we've even got a, right now, did you know there's a $5 billion class action lawsuit that's going on about some of this right now? So why don't you do this? Why don't you get ExpressVPN, uh, ExpressVPN if you want to be invisible uh, online? Uh, because even if you go to incognito mode and you think, yeah, I did it, you, your online activity still gets tracked and, and data brokers still get to buy and sell your data. So it's not enough. You need express VPN because here's what ExpressVPN does, uh, is they actually take your IP address and they make it invisible to any of these data harvesters, uh, because you get a unique, uh, IP address cause that's what uniquely identifies us. But, uh, but then they reroute your your IP address to an encrypted server. And then, as I said, the IP address becomes masked. It becomes invisible. Uh, so you need this. You get a random IP address, uh, you know, um, every time you connect. So this helps. So go to ExpressVPN right now, and we're going to help you with this. Uh, it's super easy to use no matter what device, your own phone, laptop, smart TV. All you have to do is tap one button for instant protection. So if you really want to go, Incognito, and protect your privacy, secure yourself with the number one VPN. That's expressvpn.com slash rickbubba. You get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpncom rickbubba, expressvpn.com slash rickbubba. We are back with Sean Brower. He is with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. The book is called Stand 2, Subtitle: Finding Masculine Courage, in a stand-down world, Sean Brower and Josh Brower also helped with this. And the forward is by Patrick Morley, who wrote the fantastic book "Man in the Mirror." Doctor Brower, you
2: you talk about courage challenges. Tell us a little bit about how yeah. that's set up in your book.
1: Yeah. So oh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, when you think about courage, just the idea of challenge, you know. Um, uh, over, over a number of years, there are these challenges that have gone really kind of viral. And, uh, and particularly with guys, like, we're prone to, to action. You know, Thomas Jefferson right. said, you know, you want to know who you are? Don't ask, act. Action will uh, define and delineate you. And, uh, and so, um, uh, in fact, I even think back when my, my youngest was in school, and, and, I, and I thought, you know, he, he was really creative and, and and loved to be really active. And I thought school's going to be great for him. Okay. So he goes to school, and about a week later, he comes home. And I said, hey, uh, uh, it was Jacob, I said, uh, uh, good how good. are you liking school? And uh, he said, uh, uh, school makes my bum hurt i don't like school <laughs> 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 and, what an and and i thought uh, okay that boy's been sitting too much mm-hmm. he, he needs to be moving he needs to be active and yep. and so uh he gets a fourth grade and uh teacher contacts me and says hey can't get jacob to sit still uh i'll tell you what i'm gonna do is we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep him in. i've been keeping him in at recess and still having still having trouble with him i'm like hey i'm not a rocket scientist but during recess run that boy yeah run yeah, that boy so, maybe you're going the wrong way with this uh, uh, uh a week later I, I walk in um and and he meets me at the door i come home from work and he goes hey dad make it stop make it stop i said what his teacher's running me all the time i <laughs> said isn't that interesting not getting any reports from the teacher that you're having trouble anymore <laughs> kind of works that way you know so for us as guys um uh, the the idea of courage challenges th- the, when I wrote the book, I didn't want it to be, here are a few discussion questions, right. sit around and, you know, have a cup of tea, get your feet moving, like, like, let's go. Uh, and, and so an opportunity for, for men to, to step into places that it's, they're going to require, uh, courage for you to step in and, and take part in, in these challenges. And, uh, and so that's kind of the idea behind these, uh, behind these courage challenges that, um. Uh, tried to lay out at the end of each chapter.
0: Well, yeah, it, I'm sorry, but it reminded me. I don't know if you've uh, ever read the book "Raising a Modern Day Knight." That's right, and yeah, um, I, yeah. that would—that's what it kind of reminded me of. You know, he said, "Not only am I going to tell you some things you need to do with your son that that take him to manhood, I'm going to give you some examples. You don't have to do the ones that that are suggested, but it really helps men for you not just to use broad terms, saying, Hey, there's there.' You need to do more courage challenges, like you were talking about, Bubba. We may be going. Well, what, what do you? What do you even mean by that?" So there are. I love at the end of each chapter there's some examples, and it doesn't mean you have to do them, but examples so you kind of get an idea of the things you might want to do in your own life or with your son. That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah.
2: So, uh, you know, we're not here as an indictment on the whole education system, <laughs> but it, it, it does appear that boys and men learn a little different than the females do. And that kind of goes against the grain of what everybody's pushing nowadays, but it just seems like they work better with hands-on.
1: You know, and your son would be a great example. Um, Actually, both your boys, you know, we have a a video production class at school. Which is great you have that,
2: by the way. We could have a whole hour discussion on how that is needed now in the workplace. Yeah, both of our boys loved it a lot,
1: yeah. Well, and, and, you know, a couple things happened in that. They took ownership, they engaged, they were able to create, and then they got through it, and we're able to see a finished product and say, hey, I was part of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, not and they only put it out for everybody to see. Put out yes. and, and, and phenomenal content, right. phenomenal work that was done. Um, but more bodily, I mean, there, there are, you know, in education, there are really seven, eight different domains of learning. Well, one is bodily kinesthetic. And if you're not hitting that within, you know, an extended period of time, you're going to have a little bit of trouble. And so video production I mean both your your kids they'd be walking up and down up and down the hallways and, and after school before school filming and and uh, and so more of that needs to be where it's hands on and, and creating innovating and as opposed to more of a, a, a listening and regurgitating on a piece of paper you know, it's it's a kind of a and, and you talk about this in in the book too
0: and but but I think it's some things are just true <laughs> and that's all right for it just to be true. Now, now hey, th- just true. Yeah, now, if, if my, my personality flaws offend you, then I need to address that. But if the truth offends you, there's really nothing I can do about that. But, but one thing that we, that just like Bubba was talking about w- with the learning process, we can't live in a world, even though this is trying to be done and we see the results, and it's nothing but chaos and confusion. Yes, men and women are equal. Just like you said in the book, courage doesn't have a gender. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's mean, right. women are courageous. We know that. Yeah. My goodness. I mean, we're married to courageous women. That's right. but, but that's not gender-oriented. But men and women are certainly equal in every aspect, but they're distinctly different. That's right. They're not the same. And for us to say, well, this works for the females, so I guess it'll work for the males. And then I turn it around. Same thing we're doing you know, with the men's discipleship strategy. No, you shouldn't speak to a man. You'll never disciple a man speaking to him like he's a woman or a child. But there's a reverse of that. Don't go over to women and speak to them like they're a man or, or, try, to, or try to motivate them the way you would motivate a man. Distinct doesn't mean inequality.
1: That's right. Yeah, well, and if I can even just – can I read one? Yeah, of course. Sure. Re- yeah. Read, you yeah. know, and this was – Hey, in, this is your podcast, <laughs> sir. You can do whatever you want oh, to I'm me. the guest, <laughs> so i got to ask. Uh, you know, in 2013, there, uh, uh, in Wall Street Journal, feminist uh, Camille Paglia, she said this. Primary school education is a crock, we're making a toxic environment for boys, it's oppressive to anyone with physical energy, especially boys. Primary education does everything in its power to turn boys into neuters and the same thing happens all the way to college. This PC gender uh, uh, politics thing, the way gender is being taught in the universities is very anti-male and it's all about neutralization of maleness. What we're seeing is how a civilization commits suicide. Mm. That's 2013 from a wow. feminist on, on Wall Street Journal who's saying, hey, I, I'm just calling it like I see it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and how we're seeing that played out today. She'd love 2022, wouldn't she? Well, the, Get you a dose of that. And
0: the thing that, that <laughs> is, you just talked about it, and and, and, the, and the great thing about it, it's a, it's a great resource for you to look at this. We had Ken Harrison on the show. You know, Promise Keepers has come back. And, and they're trying to look back at some of the things maybe that were great about it and bring that back and then adjust some of the things that may give it more longevity this time. But he said if people would understand, and you echo the same thing in the book, this is an attack on women and children. It's not, an, it's not just an attack on men. If you think that you can take men and, and destroy them and, it, and the result not be problems for everybody, every single society we go into where, where there's this list of, of problems— we find the same problem, and that is the men have been removed from their proper role, that's right. and and they couldn't be replaced. I, you know, I, I, my wife Sherry's book. That's one of the brutal statements in there that really got to me because she's a strong, courageous, uh, loves the word of God. Mm. Uh, if any, you know, in, in too too much of our marriage, she was the spiritual leader of our home early on, which is embarrassing, but it was true. And, um, and, it's, and, and not because she wanted to do it, because I wouldn't do it. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to do it. I didn't know the word of God well enough. I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, but when, when our youngest son died his earthly death, mm. when she said, when I was in that hospital and she said everybody was trying to help me, and I was working my way to her from Tennessee because I was out of town speaking, she said the thing that became so evident, I'm paraphrasing, but this is the bottom line, mm. was that nobody could replace my husband. Hmm. And for the children that that had just lost their sibling, nobody could replace their dad. Yeah. The pastor couldn't replace him. Uh, the family members couldn't replace him. Our friends couldn't replace him, because nobody could be him. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we think, well, if if we just don't man up, as I want to ask you about next, if we just if we don't man up, it's really no big deal. Something else will fill that void. Yeah. It won't. Yeah. Because 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 this this unique. Maleness under the authority of Christ, because out of the authority of Christ, and I was an example of that, it, it's a detriment yeah. and it's in it's an insult, and we see the damage of that. But under the authority of Christ and, and living out now the new Adam, getting us back to where we were intended to be, mm-hmm. that masculinity is a blessing and an asset, and it can't be duplicated.
1: That's right. Yeah. And you know, and it's real easy to say, well, it's culture and society, they've done it to us or or you know, women have surpassed us in categories, and, 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 and there may be some truth to different things. Sure. The reality is we all have it's in our dna i mean with with what adam did you know we like to say well you know e boy she really messed this up for all of us men and <laughs> and, and then you got to go to when where was adam right there with her so right. by, by one man's disobedience we all
0: we all sinned. well and then you go back and realize that the instruction not to eat from the tree was given to adam before she was
1: ever even created Th- that's right yeah that's right so mm-hmm. so it, it's it's in our natural uh state to to step back, to, to withdraw and say, hey, we, we gotta we, we have to, if you and you just said we gotta we gotta step towards, we gotta stand to we got to man up. And so what do you say in the book? you don't just say man up because we hear that a lot, you actually say yeah. what that means.
2: Yeah, what is that what does that look like yeah. in in today's world? I come home from work today, what does that yeah. look like?
1: Yeah, you know, um so many of us have heard this and we probably even said this, you yeah. know, kid comes off the field, oh come on, man up and, oh, yeah. and uh and, and our kids look at us like, I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds good. <laughs> and, you know, try harder. Is, is that what that means? And, and that's us throwing out phrases, but we just assume you know what we mean when, when many times they don't. Uh, that's right. And, you know, when I, when I, there, there are several key verses that I came across in Scripture. One of them, 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verse 13 and 14, mm-hmm. uh, which, which says, uh, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith. Uh, act like a man, oh, wait a minute, got my attention, act uh-huh. like a man, it sounds like man up right there, yeah. mm-hmm. and be strong, do everything in love. Mm-hmm. And wow, you put that all together, and you say, what's on either side of act like a man or, or man up? Be watchful, stand firm. Hey, like that right there, that's a whole that's a whole sermon. Mm-hmm. Hey, be watchful, stand firm. Um, you know, right after, right after Adam messed up, Genesis 4, 7, sin's crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Okay, so so I, I know there's an attack coming. I, I gotta I gotta be ready, be on guard, uh, stand firm in the faith. Um, you know, it's interesting. I have a whole chapter in here on on finishing. Yes. What, what does it mean to be a finisher? You know, in in scripture there are, are I think it's 347 biographies of of men. Only 67 of them finish well. Less than twenty percent. So sometimes scripture is like, "Hey, this is what you sh- should do." But they also give us a lot of great examples of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of uh, of man up, yeah, be watchful because the attack's coming. Uh, also, you know, what does it mean to stand firm in the faith? That 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 uh, that you, you got to know. There's um, a lot a lot of men who haven't, and 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 I think one of the things challenges for us. You think about if I'm off. One degree. And initially, you don't notice that. You know, if I'm going, if I'm going hundred yards, I'm off maybe five feet. If I want to, if I start in Washington D.C. and I want to go around the globe, I end up in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> right. If, if I want to go to the moon, I'm off fourth, <laughs> over four thousand miles, which is almost double double the moon. Right. So, just a little bit, and that's how the devil works, right? Like he just gives you a, a little bit of, you know, hey, it's not bad, it's not bad, and all of a sudden, like nobody wakes up and says, hey, today, today's a day. I'm going to become an alcoholic. Today's the right. day I'm going to cheat on my wife. You know? right. it's, it's acquiescing <laughs> to, to those things over time. So uh, man up. What does it mean to, to act like a man? Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Uh, be strong. Um, and, and as, you know, our, our kids, our wives, uh, our, our communities need, a, need our strength. And, and that's, you know, go back to the garden. Subdue the earth. Have dominion over it. Be a dominion bearer. There's strength. That's, that was a command given to Adam, and then, but then, and the, here's where those who would say, "Oh, toxic masculinity," do everything in love. There you go. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, a balance is a whole thing. It really does. And that part's often without that, it
0: can get out of out of control. And, and that part, yeah. Right. What, what's the motivation? So let's let's come back. We'll talk more with Sean Brower. The book is called "Stand To," and we'll continue with our conversation when Rick and Bubba University. The podcast continues. All right, so let's talk about some of the other things we can help people with today, Bubba. Now, uh, I know when you think about it, does Betty do a lot of gardening? She likes playing the garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she it, loves to get out and get my, dirty. You know, she's an old country girl. Yeah, my wife, too. My, if she's gardening, just don't even go near it. Just don't. Whatever you want to talk about, you might well take <laughs> well, it. Well, I
2: may get drawn into it, yeah. so I'll try to keep my distance.
0: Well, we've got a great new sponsor here on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, and I'm fired up about it. It's a better way to buy trees, shrubs, and plants for your home and your yard and, and you just simply go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Now, sometimes when you 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 know, when you go to the big box stores, you're, you're waiting in lines. You got stuff. You ever bring it out to your car? And now you got dirt all in your car, and you're digging through the lackluster selection. <laughs> Some of it's been left out there. Somebody <laughs> hadn't watered it. Uh, so why don't you just go to fastgrowingtrees.com? I'll break it going home. i completely destroy it. You ever try to bring up that, yeah. that tree home? It's broken yeah. when you get oh, it there in yeah. the bush. So go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Choose from thousands. Of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants, and they have been uh, expertly curated to thrive. Already know in your area because you give them some information, and they deliver them right to your door. You know when they come two days. So plus the 30-day alive and thrive guarantee means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. Here you go, babe. Here they are. Now through July the 31st, go to fastgrowingtrees.com/bubba and get 15% off. That's 15% off uh, of fastgrowingtrees.com/bubba. FastGrowingTrees.com Growing Trees.com slash Bubba. Uh, we're back at Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Sean Brower is our guest. We're talking about the book Stand Two Finding Masculine Courage in a Stand Down World. Dr. Brower, I wanted to ask you about one of your chapters
1: called Fear Chasers. Mm-hmm. What? What is that?
0: Yeah. T-
1: t- yeah. So, you know, when you think about courage, uh, anytime. Um, anything that's gonna require courage is not in the absence of fear. Right. It's in the presence of fear. Mm. Right. So Or you don't need
2: courage, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh and and any time I'm doing something I hear I feel my heart beat a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um I always kind of take note like you're probably doing something that well it could be i'm getting in trouble but, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but i've but had all, that i've had that one <laughs> <laughs> i probably cause that maybe for kids <laughs> as they walk in the office um but 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 oftentimes it's i'm doing something of significance or or value and so um you know so often we fixate and focus on things that we're not doing uh well as as guys and we can we can get pretty beat up by in a lot of different directions but Uh, That chapter is really what I'm trying to do is is hey, you know there are so many good redeemable valuable things that you bring to the table and and part of that courage challenge at the end is is even having who are who are uh, good close uh, friends that you have that can actually speak truth to you that these are ways you're actually imaging God well and right Right. and and to encourage and as as Scripture talks about spur one another on to to love and good deeds to do those things that are right And uh, and so um, the idea of kind of chasing away the oh, you you just you can never measure up, you can never come through. But but oh, no, you can like so really trying to motivate and encourage us uh, that let's go, you you know, especially
2: being a principal like you are. uh, We hear a lot about peer pressure. And it's usually in a negative way, right. you know, where everybody's saying, yeah, let's go do this. And, you know, they drag you down. But peer pressure can be an opposite. You yeah. can be an accountability situation where people beat you up to be good. And you don't want to go and show up in front of them and not be meeting the standard because they'll wear you out. That's right. You, you know, we have a little of that here Yeah, we do <laughs> at times. Yeah, we do.
1: You know, it's interesting. So we have at uh, and you all know this. We have uh, small groups. We call them gap groups. Right. Growth account, growth accountability and prayer. And at the school that each of the students are part of, and and one of the things. So I always have a twelfth grade group. And one of the things that I will will uh, we'll ask the guys. We start. Who are the guys, last year that you desire to be like? And it's 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 awesome to hear them wow. call out. Guys, and then, I, and then I'll take a note. I'll write those names down. I say, well, wh- why is it that you want to be like this person? And it always came back to, uh, to the courage that they had, to the consistency in what they said and what they did, and, uh, and th- this idea of, of, of honestly what it mean, means to be a godly man. And, uh, and that's been – so I'll take those names down. I'll call those guys and say, I just want to let you know. I don't want to encourage you because now you're on to college. That what you did in high school, you have younger ones that are below that are watching you, and uh, and and you are a great example for them, and uh, and so so absolutely like uh, I, uh, I always feel like we're either pulling we're pulling people up or or we're or, or, or pushing them down, and so how do we always pulling pulling others to higher ground?
0: Yeah, and don't you agree, especially from coming from a coaching background, and I was raised by a coach. So one of the things I learned from my dad uh, as far as a a leadership skill about when you're trying, we would call it, make your discipling a younger man or another man. It have to be a younger man. And and from the coaching background, the thing that he taught me was this, and you guys just touched on it, is everybody has to follow the same rules. So, So he said, so please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. The rules are the same for everybody. We don't play favorites and all that. However, how you motivate each individual man is completely different. And you better know what motivates that man. Because some men, as you talked about, Bubba, rise to the challenge of you being hard on them. They love that. They live that. That's how you get the best out of them. The same, another guy on the same exact team will quit on you. And he'll resent it. And it'll make that's him right. bitter. That's right. Yeah. And so for that one, not that you let him get away with doing wrong things. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah. But that one needs encouragement. And that that's his fuel. I've learned this even with my own sons. I mean, I have three sons here, still on earth with me, and one in heaven. But the three that are still with me, you motivate all three of them completely differently. You know what you, what works for one will now crush the other. You know, and then what works for that one, the other one will get off track because it's it's not stringent enough. And and so talk about that when you're when you're trying to disciple other men,
1: you got to know what how God made that man. It's a phenomenal uh, point. Uh, you know, I, immediately as you started talking about this, I started thinking back. My, uh, I've been coaching 28 years, and yeah. there's a one of our one of the great players that I had uh, playing for me. Um, at one point, I had I, I really was trying to get his attention. I, I, I couldn't. I pulled him out of the game, and and, and uh, he, he turned to me. He said, "Hey, coach. You know, when you you yell out, you know what you want." He said, uh, "He said that really doesn't that doesn't really resonate with <laughs> me." And uh, and I said, "Well, okay. Well, what what does work for you?" Uh, I said, I, I can, I can yell at what I need. I can call you over to the sidelines. I can shove you out of the game. I can put my arm around you, and I can look at you eye to eye and, and 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 talk talk with you that way. He said, uh, Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah. then I thought, Well, yeah. how, how bad do I really need to communicate this? Because I don't want him off the field because right I, I need him in the <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> and, yeah. and and so it, it, uh, really understanding that that some need that fire lit under them, and they they like hey, coach, you, you, get, you get fired up, you get passionate, I'll run through a wall for you. Right. And others, whew, yeah, they, they melt. Yeah, they melt. And, and and what I noticed about that is don't be
0: afraid to do this. Don't be afraid. It, as a dad, uh, as a coach, any, any if you're an authoritative figure and you're trying to raise up other men, whether they're your own or somebody else's, never be afraid, because some men don't want to do this because they can't take it, to say, Today, you have the freedom to tell me what I don't do right. What what, what could I do better? What, what What is, just like you found out with that young man, hey, coach, what you think is motivating me is actually doing the opposite. Yeah. And I remember doing that with my sons, and they sit there for a minute kind of like, are you, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, tell me some things that I could do better. And of course, we know scripture says not to, don't exasperate your children. Discipline them, but don't exasperate them. And so I remember one of the sons I've messed up on that. I have two, well, and <laughs> yeah. you're about to hear an example. <laughs> so one of my sons says, "Dad, you know when you come downstairs, and and we have left water bottles laying around, and we didn't we didn't throw our food in the trash can." Yeah, he goes, "You know when you tell us that that um, that we need to clean up after ourselves, and that we live in your house, and that mom's not a maid." Yeah, he said, "We got it the first time.
1: Yeah,
0: the yeah. first time you said that, we got it." And he said, you just went on and on and on to the point that we're not even listening to you anymore. You, you, you're you ranting about it. Really, we had it the first time you said it.
2: But did they change your behavior? Yeah,
0: and it, and it, <laughs> it, but I thought to myself, that's exacerbating. Yeah. You know, we were ready to say, oh, no, we were wrong. Then we kind of started getting mad at you. Yeah. You know, Now you're kind of making us angry because you won't let it go. And uh, Because we were responding. We were doing what you told us to do. And, and I did have that problem. I tend to. Even when the kid's doing what I want them to do, or the player, I'm still on him. I'm still on him. And and I and I started learning. Hey, if you do it right the first time, and you see them responding to your instruction, leave it alone. Yeah. But but sometimes you need that feedback because I didn't know I was doing that. That's right. You know, and, and to hear it back like that, I thought, well, that's exati- that's exasperating them. Yeah. That's not disciplining them. That's right. And so never be afraid to take a little feedback. Yeah. But you got to be. I pre- look for results. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, you had, know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah.
2: It's like I used to tell them in coaching. And, and this is other sports too, I'm looking for a certain response. That's now, right. we can get there by several ways, me just mentioning it or me harping on it or me yelling about it, but I still want that Absolutely. response. It's really up to you how I have to get yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I used to say that. Please, <laughs> y'all don't make me act up out here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to act a fool. Yeah. Come on, now. That's right. You know, but as 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 men and women, they, yeah. like – Women have a different language. We have a different yeah, language. Yeah. And, and we need each other being willing to speak to to, into our lives. But figuring out this is what connects with that, with yeah. that particular guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we all need it.
0: We'll come back. I want to talk about a topic before we uh, finish this that, that most men uh, don't like to talk about. But there's a whole chapter on it. And if that doesn't keep you around, then nothing else will. Stay with us. We'll be right back when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, bubba Tommy John speaking of men I mean uh, and I know they've got women's things too and, and they're very comfortable but but for men if, if you're not wearing, now, we're not
2: talking about the surgery to save your arm not Tommy John's surgery no. we're no. not talking
0: about that we're talking about Tommy John's underwear uh the it's Apo- a game changer it man. is Apollo men's underwear is proven uh to look you got when you're out there and you're getting after it and, and look you you're, you're maybe you doing some working out or maybe you're playing the game uh, maybe you're just working at work there's nothing worse for everything to get wet you're sweating, and this keeps you drier, up to seven degrees cooler uh, than regular cotton underwear. And that's why Tommy John doesn't have customers that have fanatics. And you do, if, now, look, if you've never worn, you may be, you know, we're dudes, hey, underwear's underwear. I'm telling you, Tommy yeah. John's. It's a different game. The Apollo underwear is soft. It's supportive. It stretches for the perfect fit every day. It's available all the way up. And I know they dropped this in this podcast. The size goes all the way to 4XL. That's a big fella right there. That is a big fella. Uh, with over 15 million pairs sold, men across America love Tommy John underwear because there's uh, uh, it's just comfortable. That's the bottom line. And and the first time that I, I put some on, I thought, hey, underwear is underwear, and I was completely wrong. I don't want to wear anything but Tommy John's now. So if you'd like to find out about the new Apollo men's underwear, uh, in, uh, you can just go to TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba, and we're going to get you 20% off. That's TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba for 20% off. Uh, and you can get the details there as well. That's slash Rick Bubba for that 20% off at TommyJohn.com. We're back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Where We got one last segment. We're talking with Sean Brower, who has written the book Stand Down Finding Masculine Courage in a Stand Down World. I, I, I want to take you to, because I know we're running out of time. And, 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 script- and I want to mention one other thing. Yeah. So, so go to that before right, we so, end up. So you don't you give, allow Bubba some time, but don't waste your weakness. Don't right. waste. When you start talking about weakness, and the Apostle Paul deals with this in 2 Corinthians 12 when, when he's saying, hey, you know, I don't know why you're allowing me so much suffering. I, I don't know why, why this is going on. I've asked you to remove this thorn. I think about all the things I've been through. But then Paul says, well, I know why you won't remove it. It's to keep me from being conceited and to remind me that your grace is efficient. And then he says something that you, you know, you're talking about in this chapter, so I celebrate my weakness. Yeah. Don't yeah.
1: waste your weakness. Yeah, you know it's interesting when you look at the life of Paul. There are three yeah. statements that he makes about himself. He starts out by saying, uh, "I'm the least of the Jews," Right. and then he goes, "Well, I'm the least of all God's people," and then he lands on, "I'm the chief of sinners." Right. Like as he got to know Jesus more, he got a greater sense <laughs> of, uh, really, that divide, right. with, it's and a big jump. The, the, the need, the need for him, and and. And I think as we, we go on in life, and, you know, when I'm just looking back, I mean, I'm 50. Looking back over my life, when I came out of, out of college, like, I knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, t- and today I feel like I know nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. and, and, and I think as, as Paul realizes, you know, th- there's so much I, I've got to learn, I've got to grow in. And, and in, in a, when we think of what does it mean to be a man and masculinity, uh, it's all strength, it's all bravado. And and instead, um, I, I, I think in a, in my role as principal, one of the things that I I see and I talk with teachers about, kids don't don't really connect with perfection, but they have this uncanny ability to uh, connect with brokenness, with weakness, because we all have it. Mm-hmm. And so to not live out of out of a place of strength that I have it all together, right. but rather you don't, <laughs> and. And so whether leading a wife, kids, uh, in your job to say, I've got these areas that, that I can grow in, right. that I need to work on, and, and those are often, you know, I, I often tell our teachers um, that uh, as we communicate with kids, our mess is our message. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and, and instead of just just get it right, do it, do it better, do it like, you know, do it like me, do it like Jesus. Well, we can't. Right, <laughs> and and so uh, I, I think that's actually freeing for should be freeing for us, not that that like go sin, right, you no. know, that, that sin <laughs> abounds. No, we're talking about that we've all have
0: things that, that that we didn't do well and things we made mistakes on, and 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 don't waste that. Yeah, things we're not that good at,
1: a- and you know, and I, I just you know I see it with with my with my own sons or in a classroom with kids when 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 we will acknowledge, you know, I tell tell teachers. Any of these three, I was wrong. I am sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> like all those work, yeah. And, and those are game changers. Instead of like you know we, we 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 get our back up against the wall and we just keep digging in and and like because I was right and I and and like, hey, I actually messed up there, and yeah. and to lead with that, it's a game changer with a team with a family. So. Um, I think it's an important part of the conversation. We talk about manhood and masculinity, which ought to throw – the whole idea of toxic masculinity, that, that, that'll be thrown out the window when you start talking about weakness yeah. and, and leading from a place of brokenness. So. And selflessness. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, as we run
2: out of time here, shift gears just a little bit, but it, it does tie in the fact that you do coach. You coach soccer. Mm-hmm. You've been very successful. You've done it, what, 28 years, do you say? Yes. And you recently had a big milestone. Uh, yes. I know you don't want to yes. talk about it, but I want you to talk about it. I think that's really
1: cool. Uh, 450 wins, is that the one you're yes. to? Wow. Yes. Congratulations. That's coach. a lot of wins. Yeah, it is. Coach? It, it, it is. And, you, and, and you know, it's, um, uh, when you have great players, it seems to make your job a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to work that way, you know. You know, when, when I came to Briarwood, the coach before, he said, hey – uh, I know you have a son. He's a pretty good player. You might want to put him in, and he named a, p- a public school. And I'm like, no, my son will be where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And and he's ah, you know, our, our program's a little bit down. And, and uh, well, that year, Logan Frost came in. So, uh, you know, look, look in the rearview mirror uh, between my son and Logan Frost. Those two guys become All-Americans. Well, you got a couple All-Americans on your team. That all of a sudden makes you a pretty good coach.
0: Yeah. yeah and it, it helps elevate other people, too. Well, yeah. My, my dad always it, said, I always noticed I was a much better coach when I had great players. And, and you it. know, I I
2: saw you coach several times. Yeah. And I love your passion. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I think, too, people think that if you're godly, you've got to just be quiet. And But, you, look, you're loud. You, but you see your passion and your love for the game, and I love that. It fired mm-hmm. me up. See, I come to see you coach more than the game. <laughs> You're the
0: closest I ever came to liking soccer.
1: <laughs> wow. O- almost convinced you. Yeah, see, I almost actually came to a few games, you know. <laughs> well, thank you.
2: You did a great job, and I, I think Briarwood's lucky to have you on several fronts.
0: Amen, and thank you for doing this. You, you know that. You've heard us talk about that. You and I and Bubba, mm-hmm. we've all had these conversations. If, if men could just understand even in a fallen state what God has done to, to to he can make us the men that he's called us to be He doesn't call mm-hmm. us to a standard that we can accomplish but he calls us to a standard that he can accomplish that's right and the sooner you figure that out just back like you said about weakness when Paul said, I finally figured out that when I'm weak then he's strong yeah amen and 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 he, only he can make me. Who he's called me to be. So, uh, thank you very much. If you want to find out how to get the book, Brower Books, B-R-O-W-E-R, BrowerBooks.com, because uh, this is the third book that you've written. There's actually yes. others that that you can find as well. Uh, BrowerBooks.com, and uh, where well, is it available anywhere else? Is that the main? Right. Book?
1: Yeah, Amazon, yeah. Barnes and Noble. That's right.
0: The name of it's called "Stand to: Finding Masculine Courage in a Stand Down World." Our guest, Sean Brower. So thanks for being with us, Sean. Absolutely. Thank Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for watching this edition or listening to this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.